Hey universe, welcome back to Power and Grace Radio. This is JJ, and this episode we get a chance to chat with the mighty mouse, Mr. Matt Rattay. Always a good time hanging out with this dude. Tons of energy, got his mindset right. He's a national level Olympic weightlifter, CrossFit regionals, CrossFit games, Wadapalooza weightlifting face-off. We get a chance to talk all that and more. Enjoy. All right, right now, um, Matt... Matt Rattay's yelling at me about um, about his weightlifting face-off experiences last year at Wadapalooza, so I had decided to push record. <laughs> Not even last year. I mean, let's go back. Let's go back to the year prior. Nikita Sharanka wasn't even signed up for the thing until the day, <laughs> the morning of. I am sitting there, and I'm like, oh, okay, Elijah Muhammad's here. He's, yeah, he, he's strong. Who is this? Nick. Well, hold on. Nick wasn't signed up for this. Like, what, what's going on here? Like, this isn't right. But um, no, dude, like, la- I swear, Spencer has it out for me. <laughs> Ever since me and Spence lifted against each other at Nationals back in, what, 2015? It's a vendetta. He has, he has had it out for me. He doesn't want me. He doesn't want me to lift well. I even told him back then. I was like, hey, man, thanks for all your programming that you did. I've, I've been following it for a long time. Um, your online stuff's phenomenal. Like, like it's got me to where I am now. Like obviously I jumped in with Lift Lab and all of them too. But I remember telling him that in 2015. I was like, dude, I, like I follow your program. You're super cool. It's the very first time I ever met him. And then we go out there and lift, and I beat Spence. Nothing against him though. I'm a short Asian guy. I kind of had like <laughs> more in my favor than it was for a tall, skinny white guy. <laughs> um, but no, I I know Spence doesn't actually have it out for me. But come on, man, last year. We get to Waterpalooza, and I didn't know, like, every year that I go there, like, it's a phenomenal, it's a blast, and I have so much fun. But I figured, you know what, being the reigning champion, you should get the number one seed no matter what. There, there is a matter what. No, there is a shouldn't be. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I swear, Spence went out to find somebody, who's <laughs> to find somebody that can beat Matt without even trying, and that's what he got. He got Fernando. Somebody who didn't have to try it. I don't think that man broke parallel for the entire day, actually. It took it took um it took four reds to for him to be able to front rack a bar. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't it wasn't, uh, Zach, my buddy Zach Watt, phenomenal fitnesser, but he literally because I think he had Fernando in the semis, and he told me before we went out there, he was like my only goal is to get him to break parallel. He's like, that's my only goal. I just want him to break parallel on one of his lifts. And I think he did. I think he got Fernando's last clean. But I think they went against each other in the clean and jerk portion. I think Fernando's last clean and jerk, he broke parallel. But it was like one of those power or nah. And it was like one of those, ah, all right, I'm going to say no. So he did. Zach did get him to break parallel. So that was that was good for sure. For, for everyone listening, if you if you don't know, like our weightlifting face off is a tournament style, it's bracket style weightlifting, head to head all the way through. If you haven't, uh, just go um, go to the hashtag, you know, weightlifting face off or Waterpalooza weightlifting face off. You'll find it all. But uh, yeah, Matt, lift off. Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt was the inaugural champion against a, a, a shirtless Nick Yurinker. <laughs> I did have a shirt on, but I had a crop top. Right, right, yeah. You had the crop top on. Uh, crop top year was strong that year, man. It was, yeah, it was a good year for crop tops. And then, 
And then, uh, yeah, the next year, uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like the evolution of the Marvel universe, right? Like all, the, like you're the superhero, and like you just used to winning, and you won, and you won, and then all of a sudden, uh, Fernando Reyes is Thanos, and he just like he sneezed at your lift and won. <laughs> he snapped his finger. Dude, that's too perfect. He is. He, <laughs> he was Thanos, and he looked at me, and he was like, "Come on, man." I'm like. I, I can't give myself Captain America because I'm not – well, I am American technically, but <laughs> really I should be like Ant-Man or something like that. <laughs> not super impressive, but I can I can get by. Right. But um, no, like he <laughs> – I knew going into the finals – dude, it was rough. I, okay, this is a story I want people to realize. I had a rough go to even get to the finals. You did. Dude, people had to go in. Chandler Jordan – didn't know who he was. No offense to Chandler. Didn't know who he was. And he blocked his Instagram from everybody before – because I tried to get on Instagram like, all right, let me see what this guy's lifts are and all that jazz. The man is strong. What did he snatch? I think he snatched like one – Oh, man. 140 maybe? One, it was more than that because it was like three – he PR'd his snatch going against me. And we got to the final bar and it was my final turn. And Chandler had just snatched a PR. I think it was like 342. But granted, because the water blues a liftoff, it is based on Sinclair, which is my saving grace. <laughs> because if it was based purely on weight lifted, I would not I wouldn't have been anywhere near getting to the final. But that's what makes it fun. It's based on Sinclair, so it gives us little guys a chance. What was your weigh in that day? The last year I weighed in at I think I was seventy eight and a half kilos last year. When when Fernando Reyes stepped on the scale, I've never seen a weight that number on a on a scale before. <laughs> Was like a hundred and like yeah, it was. 154 kilo body weight or something like that. Yeah, like I tried to like play it cool, you know, and not just like look at it for a while. I like, like write it on my sheet, you know, like oh, that's yeah, <clears throat> normal. That's normal. That's normal. That's perfectly right. Human beings are supposed to weigh this much. I can I can deadlift that much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, but, um, there it is. But dude, going against Chandler. Well, hell, let's go to back to the beginning of the day. The very first kid I lifted against. 2015, my very first athlete that I went against, I powered, I think, like 80 kilos. Mm -hmm. And then I clean and jerked 90 kilos. And that's all I needed to do to win my first event. My first, um, um, uh, went against my first athlete in 2015. Fast forward to 2016, very first kid I go against, I have to hit like 85% of my lifts to start off the day. And I was like, okay, all right, this is a good start. And then after I went against him, I think my very next athlete was – oh, God. Who was my next athlete after him? Dude, we got to go – I got to go, go no, back. Like, we, have to pull, we have to pull up stats on this. We need a better – we need a stat sheet keeper for this. Yes, stat sheet keeper for all this. Shenanigans. I need an intern for this podcast. Oh, you know what? It was Chandler because it went to the snatches. Right. Where snatches was, were next. Four snatches and then four cleaning jerks after that. Oh. Yeah, the way that it works, it's snatch, it's snatch, clean, and jerk for your first athlete. You get three attempts at snatch, three attempts at clean and jerk. Then the next guy was Chandler Jordan, so and he was snatched with me and him. And we only got four tries at snatch, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember we're going back and forth. He opens up pretty heavy, but I'm able to stay away from him as far as like the Sinclair is concerned. We get to our fourth barbell, and like I think at that point he had just snatched like like a 142 or something like that. And 
it put him ahead of me going into my last barbell. And mind you, the Wadapusa, the liftoff way it's set up, it's every minute, alternating minutes, you take attempts. So he hits his bar to go up on me on the Sinclair. And I load my barbell up with, I think it's 284 or something like that. So it was like 130 kilos. Okay. My best ever at that point was only 135 kilos ever. Like snatch. So I'm five kilos off of my, my PR and it's the final minute. And it's like, if I don't hit this, I I'm out and I'm out in the quarters. I didn't even make it past the quarters. And I take the first, like the minute hits, it's my turn. I'm like, I've got this. I shake it out. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I go up to the barbell. I grab it. And I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Cause I knew it was, it was scary. I pull it, get under the bar, bam, miss out in front. And I'm like, Oh no, Oh no. Butterflies. Because mind you, I only have a minute. Like we can take as many attempts as you want, but 130 kilos, your personal best ever is 135. It's kind of scary, right? So I take a step back and I'm like, all right, you can do this. I, as I'm doing this, I'm looking at the clock and it's just ticking away. 35 seconds into it, 38 seconds into it, 40 seconds into it. I'm like, all right, dude, if you don't hit this, you're out in the quarters and you're the reigning champion. You're supposed to, you're supposed to at least make it to the finals. And sure enough, go up there. I gave myself like 20 seconds just in case I missed again. I could take one more like Hail Mary attempt. But I remember uh, setting up, pulling it, getting underneath that bar and standing up and just losing my mind because, I mean, hell, like I had just hit 130 and that was pretty freaking heavy for me. But dude, it was talk about nerve wracking. But talk about the adrenaline shot afterwards, like screaming and yelling and like, I remember jumping up on the uh, the post and being like, like freaking was it Russell Crowe from the gladiator and like, are you not entertained? Come on. This little Asian guy just snatched 285. You've got to be entertained from that. I just, I remember, so, you know, I'm on the floor with you guys. Yeah. And I just remember looking over at Spencer, who's across it. Like, I just see his, like, eyes peek up above his, his MacBook. <laughs> and they're just like, they're massive. And he's just like, he's just like, he mouths to me. He's like, it's only the quarters. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this is going to get crazy all day. The, the, the women's side has just been, they've been battling, just going nuts on the other side. Like, Alyssa Ritchie was out. Yeah, uh, she Peter was. Stalin was out there. Yeah, Alana Fisk. Alana that Fisk girl. threw down. She's strong. Dude, strong. Yeah. Dude. But can we talk about? <laughs> like, okay, so we have an athlete at our gym named Jamie Laurie. Hopefully, Alana doesn't take this wrong way. She's short, but she knows that. Right. But dude, watching her move with a barbell, she moves extremely well. Nobody knows. And the girl's got a butt on her. Come on yeah. now. Very attractive. I saw her taking uh, – she had a photo shoot between events, <laughs> between yeah. uh, things because, I mean, it's beautiful Miami. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, get your photos in. And sure enough, she's standing there looking over her shoulder, showing her the goods, mm, booty shots all day she, while she is out there. Is it, and she, she does look strikingly like Daenerys Targaryen. Dude, she does. Yeah. She looks almost exactly like – oh, God, what do they call her? The, is it like Dragon Queen the or mother, mother of Dragons? Mother of Dragons, mother of dragons. freer of slaves, freer <laughs> of chains. Of, uh, she uh, she does like she does a lot of um, oh what is it? 
the Joker and oh Harley Quinn. That's what she Harley did. That Quinn. she did that that weekend. She had her hair like she dyed her hair later on. I don't know if you saw her uh, during the the rest of the competition for Wadapalooza. She dyed her hair, did the whole thing. Did she really? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't yeah. get. A, I saw the I saw the aftermath like photos and stuff. That dude after Wadapalooza, the liftoff was over. I didn't sleep. I drank so dude so. Waterpalooza had banged there that year, <laughs> yeah. and the bang girls were literally walking around right. handing out energy drinks. And before I went against Fernando, I took two of them, and I was like, "Dude, I've, it's been a rough day." Yeah, sure, okay. So get done with Chandler Jordan. Very next athlete I go against, freaking Jeff Evans. Come on, man. <laughs> He's strong. You don't tell me Spencer doesn't have it out for me. You're <laughs> gonna go against Chandler Jordan in the snatch, who happens to be like a snatch specialist. Clean and jerk, I probably would have been okay. Very next athlete, freaking Jeff Evans. Guess what his specialty is? The clean and jerk. <laughs> Strong. Strong. I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I clean jerked a 170 uh, clean and jerk against him just to freaking win that one too. Yeah, unfair. I'm telling you, Spencer has it out for me. Meanwhile, like Fernando's over in the bleachers, this phone, his feet are up. <laughs> He's like he like like every time I walk by, he goes, uh, "How much time?" Okay, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> Dude, whenever we had the the rain delay, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't need a delay. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a more. Like, come on, man. Like CrossFit <laughs> advantage. I need I need a CrossFit advantage. I need a CrossFit advantage. I so I, I still tell Spence that it should be every minute on the minute, but you have to complete like eight bar facing burpees before <laughs> you take the bar. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. And then yeah. like talk about lifting with an elevated heart rate. Right. No, but it was a blast, man. That was uh, that was so much fun. Uh, like it, it couldn't be a cooler scene. Um, so uh, it's a great, it's a great event that I'm, I'm surprised that the, I know I talked to Spence about it, and he's talking about trying to do more of them like across the country sure, and like absolutely. not just at Miami, but giving yeah. people in like the uh, West. Coast. You know, to me, it makes it makes weightlift. You know, everybody likes to see big weights, but it puts it in a way a much more fun atmosphere and and viewing for the for the fan than you know going to some hotel and just watching you know the the normal weightlifting method. Which you know, obviously, that's the way to find the best lifter that day. But if you just want a pure entertainment factor, plus it, it's the only one of the only viable ways to really put weightlifters versus crossfitters you know the multi-sport athletes all together like it, yeah. it's it's the one way to throw it down and and get it done and it's exciting like it's like it that those those build-ups are better than you know anything we even got all weekend on the competition floor on the crossfit side like yeah yeah, yeah. it's the, that that one minute everybody in dj blaring it out you know water mm-hmm. in the background lasers going off it's just it's so sick. <laughs> dude i'm like i'm so hyped on it Dude, I loved that backdrop too. Having the water out, oh, dude, it was it was awesome. Definitely a different. They both had like us being Bayside versus um, where we were, like the the middle stadium area. Yep. You know, the area was cool, like because it was like dark and like you couldn't really see anything else like around you. Um, but the other side was like you, could, I could see everybody like right. out in the crowd, like you could see people like faces like jaws dropping, and then like this little Asian dude just did what like You're right. <laughs> Actually, people's jaws were dropping at the speed that a man of Fernando's size was able to move. I don't know, I was sitting there watching. I was trying to take tips. I was like, "Man, I gotta." <laughs> at one point, we were in the back warming up, and uh, Kyle Maria, my coach, he told me he's like, "Hey, man, that's Fernando. He like he's a ten-time Pan Am's like champion." I'm like, "Oh, wow, he's he's won it ten times." I, my thought was, "Oh, that means that he's old. He ain't that old." No. He just, <laughs> 
he was like 12 years old (laughs) and winning them since he was 15, 16. And and he's he's a big teddy bear too. He's like the nicest guy possible. Like he. Oh, and he loves cussing. (laughs) Like I'm talking to him after we were done with the event. And like, I thought it was hilarious. Like I think he's getting interviewed by somebody and he was like, Oh yes, I I just I fucking I fucking love the energy and I fucking oh, yeah. love so excited the event. and I'm just like I don't think you're allowed to say that actually I don't think I'm allowed to say that on a podcast but yeah you can yeah <laughs> it's a podcast we're not we're not a we're not a network sponsor <laughs> yeah yeah I don't think uh, I don't think any of our, our our ties are gonna mess it up you just gotta put the little e the little e symbol on it and it's fine <laughs> just don't. Don't tell Maritae is something explicit. That's not what he, he doesn't do that. Just don't tell Spencer. That's all you just tell Spencer. Yeah. Don't tell Spencer anything. You know what? Just tell him that I'm not competing next year. And so yeah. that that way he'll bring in people who aren't like Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, the, you should do, you got to do like everybody else that like you're anchored that year. You just got to show up last minute and then take last whatever, minute. like take whatever slots. Like, Oh yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, just take it. Oh yeah, sure. I'll take the number two seat, even though like, uh, you know, I didn't do anything to right. qualify. <laughs> well, what if you what if you just take the you got to show up and, and shock that you got to take like the first or second seed down right so you're like you want to be like the 15th seed and then roll in there like already warmed up to hit 100 percent, and then you just get to rest <laughs> until the final it's like they don't they weren't ready for this yeah he's in the back doing power snatches still you know <laughs> yeah. we can be taking parallel on the first round so uh so aside from uh lifting weights you also do a couple of other things uh you can walk on your hands really fast that's yeah. That's really actually. That's really actually it. That's all. <laughs> Lifting weights and then uh, handstand walking. That's uh, all I've got actually. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I I do my best to fitness um, for time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you and, were on a, you were on a regional team this year, and and I was. Yeah, yeah. We uh we took seventh. Um, fingers crossed. A lot of teams right now are uh, popping positive for peds and. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, not to be a, not to be a bad sport, but uh, not to be a bad sport, but uh, you know that. Also, if you have to double check any of those samples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, just one of the dude. I'm like, I call her the sideboard. I love everybody. There's a girl on OC3's team. If you guys don't know who she is, you got to find her. She just cleaned 260 <clears throat> like it was a broomstick. Like it's on her Instagram somewhere. Don't know what her Instagram name is because I'm barely on social media. I post a lot. You have to say, wait, what? <laughs> I they, post. The detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I post a lot, but I've never. Do you ain't no time to be scrolling through Instagram. I'm posting it for the people. What do you do? People, what do you do when you go to the bathroom? Um, I read, um, and I play video games on you got a book stationed in there ready to go. I do. I have a book at the house. I'm almost never in the bathroom in my place, but if I am, we have this thing called the, uh, uh, the daily stoic. Ah, there you go. That's a, yeah, yeah. I like that. I know that one from, uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great one. I just started, we just started me and my girlfriend, Mary, we just started reading it about a month a month and a half ago good stuff. dude it's like little gems like some days like i mean it's with anything some days like it's not really gonna hit home but like 80 percent of the time i'm reading it i'm just like yes like i'm going to apply this into my life today uh what was it today's was talking about oh was talking about how if you're um whatever it is that you're doing if it isn't progressing you towards your goal Think about it again and think about if you should be doing said thing. So what I, I always, whenever I get done reading it, I'll apply it to my life. So I was thinking about last weekend. I went out with my buddies on a Saturday night 
and we went downtown to a, a bar camp called Revel, and it's a giant dance floor. And if you know me, which you do, mm-hmm. if loud music, mm-hmm. and I'm in front of a lot of people, I tend to dance. Right. I tend to like a fool. Right. Um, so, get out to like 4 a.m. And what I should have done was around midnight, been like, Matt, you got to train in the morning. Should you be out at four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to progress you towards getting to the CrossFit Games? Right. And my answer would have been, no, it's not. Well, maybe we should just get some pizza and go home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I told myself. Like I read that and like it has little things like that, kind of like <clears throat> just kind of check check marks and like checklists of like how to keep yourself like in a state of stoicism, like able to um, battle through hard times or challenging things. And that's something that a lot of athletes don't focus on is the mental side of. I feel like, and I feel like stoic is something like we've lost. That's why I love stuff like that. It's like that we have to be this, this, the most, you know, um, friendly, accepting, uh, everything is great all the time person, but Mm -hmm. you also have to remain like stoic because that's only keep your own values and your own standards. Yeah. Right? But I feel like that's something like you hear stoic and it almost has a negative connotation anymore. And I'm like, that's, yeah. that's not what it is. No. And it, 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 like stoicism itself, like said, like you said, it has a negative. It's like, when you think stoic, you see my like, like a military guy that like right. hates the world and doesn't want to talk to anybody right. and doesn't care about anybody else, but what they need to do and what they're playing. And technically more people should be like that. Like I know that I'm, I'm a, guilty of doing this and my girlfriend Mary we talk about how we're guilty of doing this but like always worrying about other people and like taking care of other people first and like worried about like all right like what can I do to help this guy or what can I do to help this girl or like they're kind of stepping on my toes but I'm not like gonna say anything or do anything about it people need to be a little bit more selfish and that's not everybody there's people out there who are way too selfish (laughs) Plenty, plenty of selfish level written like one hundo, like and like so, and I think that that's something that like I just need to like be a little more conscious of, and like people who, especially like in the service industry, like as coaches or I mean anything where you're servicing other people, yes, your job is to be like nice and be accepting of everybody and trying to like work around for everybody else because I mean, that's your job. Your job is to service another human being, but sometimes you have to remember that like. Some, like when a client says, I don't want to do this, you have to be like, well, it's better for you. Like I promise, like it hurts like hell right now, but it'll work out for you in the long run. But if you don't stick to your guns, then the client doesn't get any better and you're left with a client that sucks. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I, I took you, I did take you off track. I told you to do it and you did it. You listened to me, but now we're talking, we're back. Let's get back on, um, your, your regionals run and, and how we're waiting on everybody to pause to test positive <laughs> just waiting just waiting um no yeah so we went to regionals this year um myself elise kyle uh laura redman and then skylar finnerty uh we all went team this year and a lot of people asked me the question like why team um and it's because we felt that we had a very viable shot at qualifying to the crossfit games and to be really honest we thought we could do it pretty easily um and that was probably a bad idea to <laughs> just walk in there and do well. Um, but no, yeah, we, uh, the four of us like started working together. Uh, going team is always 
a lot more fun than individual track. I've been individual twice at regionals now. I've been on team twice at regionals now as well. Once back in 2016, we qualified for the CrossFit Games, which that was a blast. And that was the goal this year, get back to the games with the team that we had. Now, obviously, with a change of the setup, with it being four people instead of six, it made it easier to make super teams. Castro said it would make it harder. That was a lie. <laughs> so you had teams like Mayhem, who had two teams now, whereas the Mayhem team, typically you had six people. You really can't fill out two teams of 12. Well, two teams of eight are a heck of a lot easier to fill out. Um, so it made the competition pool so much deeper, which meant that you couldn't have any mistakes on that weekend. I mean, past, like you could have one slip up, which we did back in 2016. There was a deadlift burpee workout that we finished, I think, like just like in the top like 16 or 17. Like we took like a 15, 16, 17 place finish. Um, and we didn't finish outside of the top like nine in any of the other events. Um, and we barely squeaked in with a fifth place finish that year. Um, so this year, going to this year, we started off the weekend phenomenally. We took a first place finish, kind of like shocked everybody. Like even Rich was looking over and was like, what the heck? Like, like what just happened? You guys, you guys are blue on that. I was, I was so pumped. I was like, awesome. I, I was like sending screenshots of you to you. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you just did? I'm like, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but we we'll also know what you just did because you were on TV. Yeah. Well, and the, and the thing is like, so we start off the weekend phenomenal, right. like fantastic start. Um, and then we go into the second mm-hmm. event and it didn't go like as planned, but it wasn't terrible. I think we finished like a, like a 12th place finish on the second event. So first and a 12th, we go into day two, and I think we're sitting in fourth overall. Not bad at all. Then came workout number three, which was kind of damage control. We talk about assault bikes and deadlifts. Um, I couldn't ask for a workout that could be more outside of my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and from what everybody can tell, dude, that workout was not hard for the females. Not even close to difficult for them. Like, I don't care what any girl tells you, that workout was catered to the girls to be easy for them and completely wreck and destroy the gentlemen. Um, but we made it through that. We actually did pretty well for that one as well. We finished like, a, like another like 15th place finish or whatever, but it was event four. So anytime you talk to a regional athlete, they will tell you that sometimes the judge that you get can make or break an event for you. Um, in the, in the sense of getting no reps. And that's one of the things that we train for. You simulate it inside the gym, you no rep yourself, even though you know it was a good rep, you still give yourself a no rep just to get your, get in the mindset of like, if you do get no reps, what's going to happen? Um, how are you going to react to that adversity when it shows up? But sure enough, it happened. We started getting no reps on our, uh, clean and jerks on the worm and, you can't afford cleaning drugs on the worm. I mean, no reps on the worm just because it's just a, it's such a huge movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get no reps there, it snowballs doing 18 cleaning jerks with a worm versus 15. Not bad. Okay, it's three extra ones, but then you go into the next round and you do 15 cleaning jerks instead of 12. Well, then all of a sudden now you've done six extra worm cleaning jerks the eyes start rolling in the back of the head. 
like you've ever been there before as an athlete where you can't really think straight anymore and all you're worried about is fight or flight. I wanted to run away, but you can't. So all you're left with is just standing there trying to find some way of making it through the rest of the workout. And sure enough, that completely just like wrecks you as far as the workouts are concerned. Um, do you think, do you think, do you think one of the biggest uh, issues that needs to be addressed is, is professional judges? So yes, we talked about now going into like four years of competing at regionals. Um, I get why it's hard for CrossFit to make that happen. But if you want the sport to become more of a viable sport, there's a reason why the NFL has professionally paid coach, like paid referees. And mo- I mean, most of those guys are like lawyers and like business right. professionals and they're well paid. Well paid. And yes, I think that's, I'm, I would 100%, I 100% believe that we should, but I also understand why it's such a difficult thing that would almost be impossible. There's a lot of regional events. There's a lot of regionals that go on. And that's a widespread thing. And like, that's you need, like they enlist a small army in order to make these things happen. But not saying CrossFit's in it for money, but it would be extremely expensive for them to get professional, uh, professional judges. Now they do have the CrossFit games, CrossFit games. There's a vetting system. You have to have experience. You have to have like prior, like judging, um, like doing big things like the granite games or doing Wadapalooza or doing, and I think that if they could implement that kind of system, but do it more down to the regional level, I think that would make it a lot easier as far as like, like us as athletes feeling like we're getting, not getting the short end of the stick when it comes to like judges, no repping us um, because of things. Cause I, whenever we did the final event um, with the handstand pushups and the lunge event this year, my judge right off the bat, no rep me for four of my handstand pushups. I changed zero things whatsoever. I was like, I'm not going to change how I'm doing my handstand pushups. They're good reps. Like I know they are. My head's all the way through. I'm finishing all the way through the top. So after I did the first, like, because I did 54 unbroken handstand pushups, 58 if you count. <laughs> and but the thing is, is that the problem wasn't necessarily my standards. It was the speed at which I was going, which that sounds kind of full of myself, but it's because I was going so fast that he was thinking that it had to go in his mind. Like there's no way that these first ones are counting. But then whenever he noticed like, Hey, I'm maintaining the same repetitions, the same speed and the same movement pattern. I think that kind of made him realize he's like, Oh man, like, like he's hitting all the standards. And so he just started counting them. Like I said, I didn't change a thing. Like I didn't extend, like I didn't send my hip and things that he didn't tell me anything either. He wouldn't tell me like your hips not opening up. Like, Again, I think he was just like caught up in the moment because I mean it's a fast workout right off the bat. Um, and the other thing was is that, which is hard, we were down all the way at the end of the rig, and the head judge, bless her soul, comes all the way over to the end and just stands there with us the whole time. So we not only have one judge, we have two judges watching us at the same time. One being a head judge, and again, it's one of those things that it's hard because. Like they're not professionals. They're just volunteers, which is why I never give them flack. I always thank them for being out there and like volunteering their time. But no, I think 100% like it would be, it would just give more viability to the sport itself if we had professional judges there. Right. But they always do. I think every year it gets better and better because the people, the volunteers that are there, the judges that are there, 
usually come back the next year because it's such a great experience for them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those things that it'll kind of naturally happen. Um, people will, like they'll start asking people like who return every year. They'll get better and better at judging. Um, and then it'll become a natural kind of vetting system. Like if you've done the last two, three regionals, then of course come back and you have experience and people will learn as they keep doing it. So I think it's something that's like naturally going to happen. Um, but it should happen sooner rather than later for sure. All right. So, so what's, uh, what's on the dockets right now? What's on the- um, so I was signed up for Vanity games. I did that. Uh, but this past Monday, um, we're opening up a new gym location up on the uh, like northwest side of Indy, and so there's a lot of stuff going on with that. So I've been pretty hunkered down working. So Monday, <laughs> decided to take a little cat nap in the middle of the day, um, and by middle of the day, like around like four or five o'clock, slept until seven fifteen. Mary woke me up and she was like, "Hey Matt, don't you um, like have scores to put in?" And I was like, I looked at the clock and I was like, "I did." <laughs> Uh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Um, but no so right now it's just a matter of like trying to get back into training um, and this is something that a lot of athletes like deal with dude we wreck ourselves like the months leading up to the open like you crush yourself like and it's not maintainable so you have to go through waves like cycles of you train hard for eight weeks and then you taper off take a week or two off then go back at it again well, regionals prep was the same thing. It was nine weeks of just, oh my God, I can't believe I'm training this hard. My body hurts. My brain hurts. My eyeballs hurt. Everything hurts. Um, so, and it's the aftermath. So you go and you compete and you lay it all out there for the entire weekend. And you can ask anybody who competes at the regional level. You can ask the teams that finish in the top five. You can ask the teams that finish in the bottom five. You can ask the individuals that finish top five, individual in the bottom five. There is nothing more taxing than a a weekend of like high level competition, like the regionals. Like, I mean, short of the games, but those people are used to it because that's what they train for. And like, those are the, the fittest, the tip of the spear. But dude, the aftermath, like, it's you take two weeks off completely you don't do anything and then it's mentally being able to get yourself back into a state of mind where you're willing to like venture back into the pain cave because honestly all the athletes that have been competing at this level now it's been what probably like seven months six or seven months of hard like training like focused training um and the human body can only take so much of that before it starts to yell at you and tell you like hey like we can't do this anymore like we got to check out and so that's what i'm battling with now and i think a lot of other like fellow athletes like i talked to people like dex hopkins which everybody knows him because he's the crossfit jesus um my buddy kohoi austin kohoi he just competed as an individual at this past regionals um joey totora he's actually bouncing back a lot better than i thought he would um but all of us are like battling to get back into um the rhythm of our training anything is is that like when i first started doing this back whenever i was 20 years old in 2015 and i made it to regionals a 20 year old doesn't have a whole lot of things on his plate as far as responsibilities so it makes it a lot easier fast forward now i'm only 24 going on 25 everybody listening to the podcast will say you're only 25 what kind of responsibilities do you have <laughs> i work very hard i swear so 
Um, but the thing is, is like, I can tell, like, it gets a little bit more challenging to like recover as much as you need to and to be able to warm up as much as you need to. Cause you only have like an hour or two here or there, um, to get it going. But I was talking to a couple of athletes yesterday and we we're just talking about how it's seasons, it's seasons of things. And right now the season isn't necessarily crush it at CrossFit right now. It's feel healthy, feel like a human being again. Um, I know that whenever I first started trying to train into CrossFit and I told myself I want to go to the CrossFit games, like you say that, but you don't really know what it takes and like the kind of like torture that you put your body through in order to get there. Like everybody wants to be a CrossFit games athlete until, until it comes time to do what it needs to be done to be a CrossFit games athlete. And then people fall off very quickly after that because they're like, dude, this hurts. Like, yeah, it hurts. It's not going to be easy at all. Um, so that's where I'm at right now is just, I'm trying to, get my body to feel healthy again. Um, two years ago, I, um, tore my labrum, had a partial tear in my labrum and it's still something that I'm battling with now, even a year and a couple months later. Um, just because young, dumb idiot that I am, I think that I can just train through it. So trying to just get healthy again right now. Um, and as far as like, what am I doing? I already told myself 100% it's individual tracks, no team. Next no year. team this year. What, no what, what what made that such a such an easy state? Like an easy like this is my this is my decision. No no matter what. Um, I think part of it is knowing that I mean, just like with any professional like sport, like you only have so many years that you can give towards it that you have in your prime. Um, my kind of my saving grace for me is knowing that a guy like Nicky Rankar is still making to the CrossFit Games, and that man's pushing like 33, 34 now. Um, so it gives me like, I'm like, Oh, maybe I have 10 more years in me. But the thing is you, you never know. You don't know what could happen. I could tear another labor room and all of a sudden I'm completely out for an entire year. Um, I could do what happened to Hepner last year, crushing it in life. And then you get injured. Dan Bailey, same thing, like crushing it in the open and, 18.2 or three or whatever it was, you tear something and now you're sidelined for months. So, um, and then going back last year, I mean this year and talking to a bunch of my buddies like Kahoy, Totora, um, all those guys that were on the individual side, a lot of them really enjoy individual more than they enjoy the team because the weight's on you. Um, it's almost less stressful. Than yeah. the ones. Um, I would say that just because there are some stresses with team, but on the individual side, it's just you. Like the only person you're going to let down is yourself. Um, so it's a lot less stressful. You're doing triple threes and you're like, I'm about to hurl. Like I'm going to barf all over the place. Well, you can tone it back just a little bit. So that way you can kind of catch your breath and then go. Whereas on team, you can't do that because you've got three other human beings that are like, well, you got to go. Um, so I think that's kind of what made it a little bit easier. Um, plus, as I've kind of grown in the sport the last few years, I've gained a little more confidence in myself um, as an individual athlete. It's one of those things that last year it was kind of a wake-up call, like standing next to the people I was standing next to. Um, you got like Scott Pancheck's to my right, your cars to my left, Dan Bailey's to the right of him. You got like Alex Anderson's over there. And it's like, dude, and you question yourself. You're like, do I even belong here? Like, I don't, I don't know. Last year, I didn't know. Last year, I was like, I, I don't think I do. But now, 
like, again, seeing a couple of my buddies that are out there and I'm like, dude, I know, like, I love you, Kahoy, but I know I'm just as fit as you. And he's doing well on the individual side. Um, seeing Nick, somebody like Nick, I'm like, Nick, I beat you in a lift off two years ago. <laughs> Come on, man. I think, like, if I can do that, I'm sure, I'm sure as hell can compete. Um, Saxon, Pancheck, yeah. love him. Man. He was right next to me in 2015. I qualified 24th. He qualified 25th. We're sitting in lane nine and 10 right next to each other. And he's 18 years old and four years down the road. What's he doing? He's going to the CrossFit games as an individual. And like, I, I question now, I'm like, I bounce around with like weightlifting and CrossFit and I competed at the, on, um, on a national stage with weightlifting and tried to see maybe I can go to the Olympics with weightlifting if I really, really try. But the thing is, is that you can't wear too many hats. Like, I always think myself, like, I, maybe I can be a, like a world-class weightlifter and a world-class CrossFitter all at once. No. You can't. Like, yeah, we, get that, we get that a lot through, like, uh, you know, inquiries into power and grace and stuff like that. And I, it usually comes through me before it goes up to Spencer. And I, I know what he's going to say every time because it, it's like, wait. Are they, are they Bo Jackson? No, not Bo Jackson? Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I told myself, and that's what I told my coach. I was like, man, you know what I want to be? I want to be the Bo Jackson, and that's literally I said this. I want to be the Bo Jackson of fitness. I want to be able to do everything and be phenomenal at it. But the thing is, is that something has got to give. Being great at one rep maxes on like your snatch and your clean and jerk is one thing. But being able to do a 225 power clean and jerk for 30 reps in a short time domain. It's just two completely different sports. So it's very difficult to be able to be amazing at both of them. So, um, I think now what I've kind of realized, like I said, I've grown up a little bit. I've grown a little bit, a little more maturity level. And I've gone up a little bit. I've realized that if I want to be phenomenal at CrossFit, that all the other guys that I'm competing against, I've got to, I've got to give them a little more respect like they just do CrossFit and that's why they're good at CrossFit. Uh I can't be doing weightlifting and CrossFit and think that I can be phenomenal at both of them or be better than a Joey Chitora or be better than a um, Scott Pancheck, better than a Saxon Pancheck. Whenever they're not worried about weightlifting, they're just doing their CrossFit. So that kind of opened up my eyes. So now it's just fitness, get out of breath all the time. Like I lift like once or twice because I'm strong enough now. Like I'm 175 pounds. I can snatch over 300 pounds. I can clean and jerk over 365. Those numbers are like the top end of CrossFit athletes. Like when you look at CrossFit games, athletes sure. like the Matt Frazier's and Nicky Rankars and all those guys, like, yeah, I'm competing with them. If you did a one rep max snatch, I'd finish in the top 12, maybe at the CrossFit games. Hell, maybe even higher than that. If I have a really good day. Like you hit a 305 snatch and all of a sudden now you're in the top five in the, at the CrossFit Games. But the guys that are there are all 200 pounds plus, right? Their work capacity is so much greater. So that's what I need to work on is my work capacity more than anything else. So that's the name of the game right now. That's the focus and that's the goal. Make it to the CrossFit Games. Hashtag I belong. That's my hashtag. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the hashtag this year? We already dropped it? Already dropped it. Hashtag I belong. Like I said, it's just a reminder to tell me like, yeah, you're just as fit as these guys. Yeah, you're capable of doing it just like these guys. I feel like you're going to share that hashtag with a bunch of emo high schoolers. <laughs> hashtag I belong. <laughs> hey, that's all right. 
They can, they can follow me on Instagram. Follow us a follow, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. Ever follow us. You know, a bunch of, all of a sudden, a bunch of dark comments start coming up underneath your posts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Who's like, this following you've got? <laughs> this is <a> bu- <laughs> Bring happiness to my sad days. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. my goal. Perfect. Everybody smile. <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, it was a blast chatting with you. Um, this was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. We're definitely going to have to do this again. Um, I talk way too much. I was telling everybody whenever I told them I was going to do a podcast, they're like, do they know how much you talk? <laughs> Dude, I was I like, did. Ah, yeah, he has an idea. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to do the in live one. I, I don't know if you heard the one. We did one, um, uh, Chris Shimley and Tia Wright in our hotel room at Wadapalooza last year, uh, impromptu. Like we were just like sitting yeah. around and we were sharing a table for food and and uh, they're like, I was like, hey, we should just go outside and grab the microphone. They're like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, yes. we'll have to add you to the mix. We'll have to add you to the, is it the growing mix for next year. Oh, we got to do that for sure. I think that would be a, that would be a lot of fun. That's where I'm really um, uh, like interacting with everybody else, especially with Shim. <laughs> Shim yeah. Oh, it would, it would be a, that would definitely be a blast for sure. So you guys. Hopefully, uh, was it the Waterpalooza people? I've talked to them a little bit already. So I, the goal is I planned out a couple competitions to do this year. Dubai is one I really want to try to qualify yeah. for. Dude, I finished like 35th last year, like five spots out of qualifying to go out there. And I was like, man. So making a push for that one. And then Waterpalooza, the liftoff portion. I'm not going to do the CrossFit competition side of it just because – the way that I set up my training schedule and like planned out like cycles and stuff like that. It's just that well, you, you have to, it's a, it's Avengers too. You have to come back and take on Thanos. <laughs> we got to see what happens. You got to wait for the next Avengers movie to see what actually happens. Yeah. You, you're not going to know. Loses, then I'm like, all right, it's over. It's, it's done. over. It's part two. Yeah. <laughs> you have to figure something out because it's, uh, I don't know if you follow Fernando Reyes on Instagram, but, uh, he's still strong. Dude, he, <laughs> I don't, he just paired his snatch at what, the, the Arnold, like 221 or something like that? It's, I'm like, it's numbers that I don't even comprehend. I don't think I even like retain what numbers he lists just because it doesn't make, like, it's, it's a calculate in my head. Like, it's something like, like, it's something I can't, I can't fat, like, it doesn't fathom it. So it's just like when you hear, like, how many miles it is to the sun, you're like, oh, it's a lot. But you don't, like, remember, like, it doesn't actually register how many register, it is. No. Yeah, it's like, how much, what did he snatch? Like, that's a lot of red. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, go ahead and try to pick it up off the floor because he put that over his head. <laughs> right? Does anybody, does anybody have a belt? You got a belt? Can I, uh... You got a belt? <laughs> actually, I'm going three. I need three belts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, it's been a blast. Um, we'll definitely have to do this again. Uh, where can people find you? Instagram at Matt. It's all one word at Matt Mighty Mouse Rete. It's, it's it may be the longest follow I have for a name. No, it can't be. There's people out there Matt with Mighty like, Mouse Rete. It's long. It is long, but it rolls off the tongue. It like does. That. I don't hate it. I'm just. It's just like a, there's a lot of characters <laughs> going on. <laughs> there's a lot of characters. Just put in Matt Mighty and I'll pop up. Right. It's the uh, the low the one with my my patented. Point to the sky, give glory to God. Um, right. Post your rancor. You have a logo, yeah. It's cool. got a logo. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. I, th- I think it's weird. I don't feel like I'm that professional at all, but right. I've got a logo. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm important. It does. That's <laughs> super impressive. i got to get one of those. <laughs> we'll have to get one of you doing like a bicep shot like that. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> <both>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. To change my Instagram title to like uh, J Smedium T T-shirt J. <laughs> <laughs> all one word. Please. All one word. It'll be all one word, guys. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'll let you get out of here. All right, boss man. It was awesome uh, talking to you. Yep. We'll do it again, man. Just let me know when. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to Power and Grace Radio. Really do appreciate it. Um, again, go follow Matt on social media. He's a blast. Always inspiring to watch him work out. It makes it fun. Um, for us, at Power and Grace Performance on social media, find all of our stuff we've got going on there. Don't forget about Power and Grace Nutrition. Those ladies are killing it. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back, do yourself a favor, listen to that, and we'll see you next time.